Greetings, everyone. This is uh, Kevin at um, Podcast for me, also known as K Dog. But you know what? I found out that someone else's name is K Dog out there, so I'll have to stop using that moniker. Even though I've used it for many years, I don't think for the purpose of the podcast I don't want to be using it. And all of a sudden, Homeboy's like, "Hey, what the fuck? He's using my name," which kind of sucks. Hashtag that sucks. Um. If you're listening to this, uh, this is a podcast for me, meaning I made this podcast just for myself. But, you know, I like to talk about things like uh, the news, games, new anime, Star Trek. Big Star Trek fan. Star Wars. Big Star Wars fan. Whatever. And uh, we talk about life and all that good stuff. Let me get my notes ready. And um, there's not much in the news, though, honestly. Um... I mean, there is. There's actually quite a bit. It's just that it's like uh, either A, boring, or B, uh, too governmenty and a lot of killing and raping and tortured children. This is, uh, the date of this podcast is January uh, 21st, 2018. Uh, got a government shutdown going on. Last one of these was in 2013. And uh, what a government shutdown is, as I take a sip of water, is uh i guess you can't you shut down the government and no one gets paid if you work for the government and then they break it down to essential and non-essential employees uh i guess essential employees they get paid and that's uh let me read this our only work shut down uh uniformed service members uh health inspectors and law enforcement officers are set to work without pay oh shit my bad I guess. <laughs> wow. Okay. So essential, you work without pay. All right. All right. All right. And then non-essential, like zookeepers and shit like that, museums, they just don't have to go into work. And um, I guess like the, I do know that the Senate does get paid though. That's a that's a thing we were all talking about. Like even though everyone else doesn't get paid, for some reason they get paid, which is only like for a couple of days they are working i don't know fuck so are police officers fuck they should not get paid either well usually when these things happen though is um no one gets paid and then they get back pay after they figure it out and the reason this time it's going down is because uh i guess i guess they were voting for the bill uh for spending like they're voting for like okay this is what we're this is what we're gonna do for how we spend the money of the United States, and uh, they have to vote on that bill, meaning that the vote for hey yeah let's all just pay this and this and that and what have you. And I guess uh, what they're saying is that Democrats aren't um, voting on it; they're blocking it by by voting against the bill for whatever reason. They're they're saying it's for immigrants and things like that, and. Um, the White House is like, it's the fucking Democrats' fault because they're not doing this and that. What sucks, though, okay, so you got one side saying, hey, man, we like we made this bill. You best vote for it or people aren't getting paid. You obviously don't care about these people. And on the other side, they're like, if we vote for this, what about all this other shit that's going down? Illegal immigrants that need help and whatever agenda the democrats want to push and 
say say for instance Democrats are really having something for real. Like they're like, hey man, with this shit going down. Okay, I know the little segue there, but I had to like stop it because the way when I record a podcast, I watch how it looks like as I'm talking and making sure making sure everything looks all right, you know, so I'm not screaming in the mic and it doesn't sound like super loud. <laughs> all right, now it looks about right. Okay, that looks normal. That's a normal podcast. Let me turn it up just a little bit. Just a little bit. Well, okay, so say the Democrats have a valid reason for um, not voting for the bill because some serious shit's going down. I, I don't, I don't really know the particulars, but then the White House is like, it's the Democrats' fault. Blah blah blah. Don't they care about the fucking uh, military? Don't they care about police? They need to get paid, and that that's kind of a weird thing because say the Democrats have a valid point. The other guys have a valid point too, because people do need to get paid. And like, I mean, who's who, who's right and who's wrong in this instance, you know? Because they put out a bill, if it, it could be shitty, and then the Democrats are like, "Hey, man, what the fuck? We vote for this. This gives us the right to do whatever, right?" And um, that's uh, that's confusing to me. What they should do is we should, like, since it happened in 2013, it's happening now, uh, we should really figure out a way to do the spending in a way where we don't fuck the people when you guys can't figure out how to pay for other things. But how do you do that, you know? Maybe after they figure the whole bill out, they should figure out a way where they're not fucking holding people hostage to figure out what they want, you know? Maybe it should be a thing in which if they go to shut down the, uh, if the government, if they can't figure out what to do, then maybe they should get their pay docked. That's kind of weird, though. You have a weird, we have a weird government, you know, because you have to have one side say this is good. You have the other side compromise and, you know, they just have to compromise. And if they don't figure it out, we all get fucked, you know. They can't come to terms on how to spend things. It's like mommy and daddy are fighting, you know. They're they're arguing over whether we should pay rent or we should pay food, you know. And then boiled into that, you have petty things like, well, with food comes my TV. And then with, you know, rent comes my, like... I don't know, um, my music, you know, and one guy's like, like, fuck your music, we, we need to pay this, this, and this, and you're like, no, we need to pay for fucking rent, but no, you want us to pay for music and rent, you know, when we should just be paying for rent, and then they ergo the argument between the two, and who's to suffer the children, you know, so I mean, the system that we have now kind of sucks, because it's pretty much a thing in which you got people arguing and it's not just a it really should default then right okay so if they're voting for the bill right and they had a bill in place before it should default until whatever it is until they could figure it out not shut the government down yeah there you go i just hashed it out and i figured it out everybody i should be the supreme ruler of america the, look 
if he can't figure it out, then continue on the path that you're on, you know, rather than stopping everything. All you're doing is fucking us, or not us, figuratively us, but you're fucking like the people that work, you know. It's got to suck working for free. This is probably just the weekend thing anyways. They're probably not going to continue this shit on over and over and over. It's probably going to stop by Monday, but... As of now, this shit sucks. It sucks to be those people. And they shouldn't fucking stop the fucking government. They can't figure their shit out. Shit was working, right? People were getting paid, and now people aren't getting paid. I don't know. They're also saying that this could be some kind of a thing in which they're trying to... The Democrats are trying to show that Trump is a shitty guy, and this is the one-year anniversary of his inauguration, or some bullshit like that. I don't know, but in the end, people are suffering as of now. This shit will probably clear itself up by Monday. Uh, uh, that's that's happening now in this day and age. You know, government shutdown. It's fucking retarded. Uh, hmm. I was supposed to read this before talking about it. But, uh, okay, so they got this thing. A, a flu epi- as the flu epidemic spreads, which is a big deal, the high-tech way to contact a doctor without leaving your home. So I've, I've heard of this. You know, it's kind of like a thing where you, you see your doctor online, you know, via, you know, Skype or whatever. And, and um... That's bad. I mean, like, if, even if they figured, I, you know what's funny, though? Okay, so here's your typical doctor's visit for those who are uninitiated. You go in there and, holy shit, what the fuck was that? You go in there and the doctor talks to you, hey, what's up? Uh, you know, you know the fake talk, you know. Then he asks you what you're there for. And then depending on what it is, you'll listen to your heart and lungs call it a day and give you some medications or if it's a broken bone give you some kind of a support or splint and then give you a medication but most times they don't really need to talk they don't really need to see you see you they could just do that online they really could just talk to you and from your symptoms be like oh here here take this but um it is shitty though because they should listen to your lungs you know and if they get caught up in this this way of oh yeah you know, I mean it's the path of least resistance. Um, you see in thirty people a day, <clears throat> say they're all like people with chest coughs and coughs, and supposedly you're supposed to listen to their lungs, look in their ears, that kind of thing, look look up their nose, whatever, and uh, talk to them, hear their symptoms, and then prescribe accordingly. But say for instance, <clears throat> out of thirty of those people. Uh, maybe 10 of them, you didn't really have to listen to the lungs. In fact, you get to a point where you kind of just vibe. You're just like, you know what? Let's give them a Z-Pack. Oh, let's give them a Z-Pack. Let's get, you know what? Ear infection, moxicillin. You just come up with the fuck ever you want, really. And then just follow up as needed. If if out of those 30 people, 15 of those people that really didn't need to be listening to the lungs, you get to a point where you're just like, you know, every day you're seeing 30 people, the same fucking thing. You're eventually going to get to a point where you're just like, eh, you know, I don't really need to listen to this guy's lungs. I just pretend to listen to his lungs. Breathe in, breathe out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Seems like there's nothing there. Or maybe there's something there. I feel like giving you a Z-Pack anyways or a moxicillin. I could see a point in time if you do this with the Skype that you would be saying, what are your symptoms? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, breathe into this device. 
that you bought or whatever the fuck. Or even that, just, oh, buyer symptoms, let's give you this, and if it gets worse, I want you to follow up. That would be the norm. I mean, if you if you give doctors the same amount of money, but but now they could just see you on the TV and be like, oh, your eyes red, genomycin, you know? Oh, you got cut, let's give you some Keflex. You know, I mean, oh, you got a cough, Z-Pack. You know, you just could, you could just get away with that. And they're still going to be making the same amount of money, but you're getting half-ass service because the reason, the reason they do what they do at the doctor's office, I, th- I would, I would assume, is you get in their weight, you know, making sure you're doing your vitals, getting their blood pressure. Oh shit, your blood pressure's high. You came in here for a stub toe, but your blood pressure's high. Let's figure that out because that's more concerning than your your stub toe, or. Oh, you've been coughing for a couple months? Oh, it could be bronchitis, but let's just check it out. There's a lung nodule in you. Holy shit, you have cancer. You know, things like that. Now, that's not all the time. That's like one of a hundred. But, I mean, that's how they catch shit, you know? Like, oh, I got this headache, you know? Oh, shit, I'm going to give you migraine medication. But you know what? Let me check your sugar just in case. Holy shit, you're diabetic. Your glucose is at 500. What the fuck? No wonder. Or, oh, I got a headache. Oh, you have high blood pressure. That's why the fucking you're, you got headaches. Do you have blurred vision? You didn't complain about that. Oh, you know what? I do have blurred vision. Let's check that shit out, too. Or, I have a headache. Oh, let's give them an MRI. I don't know, man. There's a lot of shit that they could catch. But, if you, like, but they have to kind of see you and talk to you. Like, oh, you complain about a headache, you know? Oh, you know, you're getting confused a lot. Sounds like you could have maybe a UTI. Do you pee a lot? Oh, yeah. It turns out he has like a a septic cut that he didn't even think about talking about because he's somehow numb at one area. I mean, shit, dude. Doctors need to see you. And if you get in this habit of high-tech shit where you see him on the TV, it's a new problem altogether because this is what's going to happen. Doctors are going to get complacent. People are going to get lazy. People are going to be like, oh, I have, I just, you know, when I check in a patient, this is what they say. I got flu system symptoms. Like, What's that? Just a cough. cough. That's it. No body aches, no fever, no chills. Not just cough. Or they'll Google this shit. I have body aches and I got flu. I need antibiotics for because I got flu. You're like, you don't need antibiotics for flu. Flu don't take antibiotics. It's virus. You need, you need Tamiflu, if anything. How many times, how long you've had this fucking disease? Oh, I've been feeling like this for a couple of days. It's really a week. We just prescribed Tamiflu and it doesn't fucking work for you. It's only good for a couple of days. Because, you know, it suppresses the virus or whatever. You know, and then like how people and how our country works as as capitalists if you if if you don't give the people what they want they're going to give you bad reviews or complain and then shut your shit down so then you're caught up in some bad treatments going on here i get on the tv doctor doctor doesn't give me the z-pack i argue or I go on the TV doctor. He's been beaten into submission. He gonna give me that Z pack. I got the Z pack. It has accomplished nothing because I have some viral disease or cough or something. I have actual cold, like a like a viral thing, viral syndrome, as they say. You know. But I took. I got my Z pack. You know. Fuck. It might even get to a point where we're back on opiates again. You know. Hey, I stubbed my toe. Give me some Norco. Well, you didn't give me Norco. I'm gonna complain. Oh, you're giving me Norco now. You know. I mean, fuck. That's. 
Like, people are lazy as is when they go to the doctor and they demand what they want and they say what they have before they even know. Like, you got too many Google doctors coming in here. I Googled this shit. I obviously have a, a UTI, you know? And then you're just like, holy shit, you probably have, like, some kind of a infectious kidney disease or something like that, you know? Instead of a urinary tract. You know, I mean, like, or maybe you're passing a kidney stone. And here we are giving you a fucking Cipro when you didn't need it. Now you have tendonitis. I don't know. This it just it's just stupid. You know, people coming in, they they say what they want, they have. They don't say what symptoms they have. That what they should do is say what they I'm coming in here cuz I have a headache. Not, "Oh, I got migraine." Well, you could have a brain cancer. You don't know that. You need to let the doctor do the thing with the eyes and check you out, make sure you're fucking dilated. You could be having a stroke for all we know. We don't know cuz you just come in there and you just demand, "I want I want my fucking Imitrex." Or I want my Oxycontin because that obviously works for migraines. <laughs> Whatever. You know, and then the doctors have to do it because if not, they're going to complain and they're going to get beaten in submission. The doctors are going to do what they're going to do, man. Path of least resistance. They're going to just do whatever the fucking patient wants pretty much. I mean, sometimes they'll stand up for themselves, but they'll get beaten down eventually. Because that's, a, I mean, there's a lot of people out there and a lot of complainers. And that's what they do. And then you're going to fast track this shit to internet. To I could see people all the time on the internet, you know, and then it's the same thing. But now it's way faster because, you know, no wait times, nothing. Doctor would be like, hey, yeah, you'd be talking to this. They could outsource this shit to India. You go, ah, you got the, you got the cold, here's a Z-Pack, you know, that kind of thing. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> and then they get the reviews. Yeah, man, Dr koopa koopa or whatever his name is i'm not really good with indian names i'm sorry i just don't know don't be triggered okay i'm just saying shit all right well that's what my thoughts are on that i think that's just a different kind of epi- and then once we start this shit it can never be undone it could just never be undone it'll just be like that forever <laughs> all right here we go uh segway 12-year-old boy with flu-like symptoms dies after virus test comes back negative. Let me throw some shit at you real quick. When we do the flu test, this is what it is. They put a Q-tip up your nose, touching your brain. No, it doesn't touch your brain, but it, fuck, it feels like it. It's like a booger going backwards. And it's, it's a terrible test. But this test isn't like 100% accurate. It does work. But with this news headline... Uh, supposes that you know oh man he got tested fuck these people they don't know what they're doing no man that test does not work <laughs> all the time you know it just the way the headline goes uh, throws it out it almost makes it look like you know like there's incompetence or flu test can never say you know it doesn't work all the time, man. If it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's probably a duck, man. You, you, you fucking, if they're telling you you got flu, you got flu. I mean, there, there, was, there was people who were able to diagnose shit before tests. I mean, and, and then, like, there's so many strands of, of the flu test. Who's to know if you have a uh, the particular flu that is in it's the We test for either flu A or B, but that's a bunch of little flus inside A or B. And uh, who who knows, you know? They said the doctor said keep an eye on him, keeping giving him fluids. Uh, they prescribed him an anti-nausea. There's nothing you can do when you have flu. Nothing. Uh, 
You just have to give them fluids. And that's why you have IVs and shit like that. I mean, you. <clears throat> what could happen, though, you could get pneumonia with flu. And uh, you can Google this shit if you want to. But that's usually what happens, man. You get the flu, you could get pneumonia. And that's where you can possibly need antibiotics. But most times you got flu, you just got to rest and then drink lots of fluids. And, and they gave him anti-nausea meds, so, meaning he's probably, every time he drank something, he puked. But you got to force the fucking kid to, or person to drink the fuck out of some water. Or they have to get IV fluids, which is like a stick of needle in you and put fluids in you. Because you just like, you know, running out of fluids. You need fluids, man. Say he took him to dad, a sponsor, and he fucking died. That's terrible. who'd received his flu vaccination. Hmm. Yeah, like I read a statistic back in the day. It was like the flu vaccine only works about 50% of the time. <clears throat> but what does this one say? The center of these flu vaccine lessens the chance of someone get from 10 to 60%. Well, that's better odds, I guess. I don't know, 10%. It's true. Uh, we we had people come into our clinic with flu test. Uh, not flu test. Uh, they had the flu shot. And... Um, they have flu. They tested positive. I think you know, today's it's been a lot of A flu A. That's that's what's been coming back positive. Uh, oh well, there you go. That sucks, man. Sucks, bro. But that's usually who dies of the flu. Uh, it's usually old people and young people, and and then the old people it's just complications. They get the pneumonia. And they just they start failing, like body parts are failing on them. Their body's just dying, trying to keep them going. And young kids, I guess they just die because they're just so weak. They get so weak. Hmm. I bet. I don't know, man. It depends on who's doing the flu test, too. Like, you're supposed to put that shit deep in that nose, you know? And I've seen fucking nurses, they'd be, they'd be like, blow into a fucking piece of tissue, and then they would do the do a little swab from that because it worked that one time i guess eh. now nah, i like to get a good swab on somebody me personally i want to it's going to be uncomfortable because it's, it's a thing going inside someone's nose so i want to get the best sample that i can get so i mean it's terrible i tell the patient too i'm like hey look bro this shit's gonna suck but i'm gonna guarantee that when i'm done that I got a good sample, you know, not like I fucking went, eh, you know, like barely touched the person's nose and shit, because I want to know definitively, like there was, it wasn't my fault the test didn't go down, because sometimes you could just not get a good enough sample, you know, but I go in there, I'm like, eh, get that shit, and then I fucking do it. It's not like I take pleasure out of it. I want to make sure that I do my job perfectly. And every every fucking person, medical assistant, nurse, like, if you're doing a goddamn test like that. You better, you better dive deep. You know, I know it's uncomfortable for the patient and it sucks and you have compassion, but don't let you be the person who fucks that up. And I've seen people fuck this up. They're like kind of go in there, you know, they're not really trying. They're, the patient's like, eh, you know, jerking back and shit. But get in there. I mean, do the patient the service, you know. I mean, yeah, it's cool to be cool with the patient and everything like that, but you're you're here to help, greater good. Take that sacrifice, and if the fucking patient bitches and moans about it, I mean, you gotta take your hits, man. You got in the business to help people. I mean, well, I mean, I got in it because you know I was tired of breaking my back being an electrician. <laughs> but, but like, I I mean, my job what what's my job? I'm, I'm here to help the patient, you know. And if that means I have to get a sample, goddamn, I'm gonna get that sample. 
that's that's what I gotta say about that. All right. Let's uh. Let's take a break from uh, what the fuck is this? Let's take a break from uh, talking about the news because there's not much news stories. But all right, so we're doing the uh, 15 darkest episodes of Star Trek. Now, <clears throat> I love Star Trek, and these are episodes that are dark. So here we go. Uh, let's see here, the number 15, the darkness and the light, Deep Space Nine. So this is an episode I skipped recently because I meant to, I was, I'm rewatching all the Deep Space Nine episodes, but um, basically uh, they got this one character called Kira, and um, she comes from she's a Bajoran, and what Bajorans are is you think of them as Jews, and they were uh, they were like held you know for many many years you know for like fifty years or whatever as like you know like like slaves and like they were treated as like second class citizens they were it was fucked up so they came up with this resistance and kira is one of them kira killed a bunch of people and all this shit goes down and then when i guess they finally fight for their freedom and they win the cardassians leave five years so like then they get with the they get with the um the federation which they're like the americans they get with the americans basically and life is good for five years everything's like the perfect utopian society and uh kira who was a hardcore like resistance fighter so she had to do things like sabotage kill people left and right so this episode deals with that um so like a bunch of people she killed back then try to get her so that's just uh it's cool because when you see her in the show she's really a kind-hearted person she just had to do what she had to do back in the day and now her dark past comes to comes back at her you know someone comes for revenge and that's pretty much the episode all right so here we go uh number 14 dear doctor enterprise uh here's another episode i'm not too sure about on the surface dear doctor looks like a typical medical mystery episode that lays on the groundwork creation of the prime directive a species called a man being extinct for two centuries due to a disease. Archer lines gives me an award of technology. I don't remember this episode at all. Um, everybody, Google it. <laughs> I'm not going to read the whole episode for you guys. Uh, the gist of it is, I guess... Um, this one cunt, this one planet doesn't have the ability to travel amongst the stars. And uh, they were asking for it and... I guess uh, the people of the Enterprise uh, don't give it to them. Fuck, I don't know. Google it. <laughs> Number 13, the Paradise Syndrome. Is that who I think it is? Oh, man, I remember this one. Ah, so uh, this is back in the day, Star Trek, the original show. Uh, Kirk, he goes to a planet, right? Punching ass excellence. So Captain Kirk goes to a planet, and he, I guess he gets his head knocked in uh by like he goes to some random planet and uh it, they're a primitive culture they're kind of like indians and uh oh I, I feel that this episode's racially sensitive <laughs> but it was the 60s so i guess it's okay um he gets he gets amnesia and then he kind of lives with these uh these primitive people and um well, that's about it really then he figure figures out who he is and you know moves on uh, why is this a dark episode, though? I guess it's because they're Native Americans. Uh, yeah, I guess, yeah. Fuck. I don't know why that's a dark episode. 
Google it. <laughs> that's good. That's gonna shit, man. I thought my Star Trek knowledge was deep. I guess I gotta rewatch a lot of episodes. I don't remember a lot of these dark episodes. Homefront Paradise Lost. Uh D Space Nine. The two part uh freedom. Oh, I know what this one is. Okay, I remember this one. I guess it's dark. So I guess um in D Space Nine they got these bad guys called like the founders and they uh they, they turn into they could turn into anybody. They're shapeshifters and they're liquidy dudes, just like Odo. And um in this episode they uh the uh the main characters Cisco and he's the captain of the D Space Nine, he goes back home and at the behest of one of his friends, they're like, Hey man, you gotta uh you gotta, you gotta tell us about this whole changeling threat, you know, and some shit goes down where the power goes out, and so his friend's trying to push for uh, stronger rules and stronger laws against, you know, like, like against these, this threat that they don't know about, I mean, the bad guy could be anywhere, it's kind of like a parable with the, the communists and everything like that, and, uh, so, yeah, he, his goal is to, to get more, I guess, like the Starfleet, like they're like the police uh, on every street, you know, that kind of thing. So trying to militarize Earth, you know. As it turns out, the main bad guy is uh, Cisco's friend. He's he's hurting everybody, and he's, you know, terrorizing his his own planet just so he can make them more hardcore. And he even goes to the point of trying to kill. Uh, his ship, like uh, Cisco's spaceship, which is the Defiant, he has a spaceship at his own arsenal, and um, it gets it gets to a point where like even even the the guys on the other ship are like, you know what, maybe we shouldn't follow this guy around. He's just too crazy. You know, <laughs> killing our own is not a good thing. Uh, I guess that's an. I guess he was trying to take over the world, basically, so he could defeat the bad guys. So it's one of those, I'm a bad guy, but really I'm a good guy. <laughs> But not really, no. All right. Ooh, man, I'm fucking cold. Where's my blanket? All right. Um, here's a necessary evil. D Space Nine. A lot of bad episode, bad dark episodes. D Space Nine. Uh, story with the sappy Raymond actor, Kieran Reese, female lead. Here's oh, this is another one of those. Oh, okay. So I guess this is the episode where uh, Odo, who's the, I guess he's like a cop. Uh, he's investigating a murder or something like that, and uh, the he knows that, and like he's trying to figure out the murder, but all the signs keep pointing to an old resistance fighter, and it's actually his best friend who is Narice. And this is one of the, the like the one of the first episodes where she gets real like, like you find out that she was real dark. You know, she did some bad shit back then, but she did it for a good cause. She, like she was uh, fighting, you know, the the Hitlers and stuff, the Nazis, which are called Cardassians in this show. And uh, she killed a bunch of people. She killed the Bajoran, uh, which which is her own kind, because they were living it pretty good, and they were uh, selling out the other Bajorans, and so the Resistance would not let that stand, and so they had. Had that uh, guy killed, and uh, it puts Odo in a weird kind of position because that's her—that's his friend. The war is over, and he's like, "What the fuck? Why'd you? Why didn't you tell me that you killed this dude?" And she felt bad because she didn't want him to think of her as a bad guy. So that was pretty cool. Whew. 
man, ooh, I'm cold over here. It's fucking cold today. Got my uh, warm blanket on me. All right, number 10, Balance of Terror. If you guys are bored of this, it's a podcast for me. I'm a nerd. I'm talking Star Trek. So shut your faces. Watch these episodes. They're pretty good. I forgot about a lot of these episodes. Uh, Balance of Terror, the original Star Trek. This is a pretty cool episode. Of course I'll remember this one. I don't know if it's dark, though. The darkest episodes of Star Trek. This isn't a dark episode. It's a cool episode, though. Um, So the Enterprise goes to uh, this one planet, and um, everyone. I think he loses his brother, too. Yeah, I think he does. So Captain Kirk goes to this one planet where this is outpost of Federation that got killed. And he goes there, and he's like, what the fuck happened? I guess his brother was there, too, and he's dead. They don't really show. I think he's just dead. And it turns out that they were attacked by these people called the Romulans. And uh, they start fighting on this planet. And uh, I'm, 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 maybe I'm confusing two episodes, but this is what I remember. They're fighting on a planet, and they, uh, they, the bad guys, I guess the Romulans, they fly off and uh, try to escape. And then Captain Kirk fucking chases after him. He's like, what the fuck? You killed my, uh, killed these people. You killed my brother. I'm going to fuck these guys up. So they're chasing him. But they get, all of a sudden they start getting destroyed, right? They're getting hit and blasted. They're like, what the fuck is happening? So this is a space battle. Now it's cool because the Romulans have des- developed this technology uh, called cloak, cloak technology, where you can't see them. So the two captains are battling it out. And uh, one could, it, it's almost like a, a submarine warfare kind of thing. And they're trying to guess each, each other's uh, like strategies. And they have good strategies too. Like one instance, uh, the Romulans shoot the Captain Kirk ship. And Captain Kirk uh, discharges, he, he quickly comes up with a plan of, um, uh, like, I, I guess he shoots out a bunch of like debris with a bomb. And as the Romulans are trying to find, like, they're like, what the fuck is this debris? They check it out. It's a bomb. They get blown up. I mean, it was pretty good. Uh, and then, like, I, I even at the end of it, I, I feel like the, the, the two see each other right before the Romulan dies. And it's kind of like they have, like, a, man, I respect you kind of thing. Like, game respects game kind of move, you know. That was pretty cool. I don't know if it was dark. Uh, TNG. Oh, The Next Generation. Man of the People. Um, what episode is this? Deanna Troy's episodes are nearly... Seduces women, fosters... Oh, shit. This is dark, I guess. There's this dude who gets onto this ship, and Deanna Troy, who's like this... Um, she's like the counselor, ship's counselor. She gets with them, and he does this thing where he puts all his negative emotions into a person... And, um, that's what he does to her. And so she gets all fucking, it's weird too. Cause she gets all sensual and shit and she gets all dark just so he can negotiate shit. That's his thing. And what happens is the person dies. So, um, yeah, it is like sexual assault. Cause he, he forces his will onto her like that. But yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. It's dark. You know, anytime you're forcing will. Sarek number eight, the next generation. Why is that a dark episode? All right. In this episode, 
there's this guy, Spock's father. His name is Sarak. He's an ambassador. He's trying to negotiate some kind of a fucking war or whatever. And I guess he contracted some disease where his emotions uh, gets pushed on to other people, you know. And uh, it's like Alzheimer's. So he's dying or some shit like that. So at the end, they um, Sarak, to finish the the negotiations because i guess this is some serious shit uh mind melds which is like he combines his mind with picard and um this and then so picard takes the brunt of all this so picard's getting all fucked up and he's getting all the negative aspects of this disease this centers sarak so he's like he's legit now he's ready to you know fucking negotiate the fuck out of this he negotiates the thing and you know, it turns out that like Picard now knows more about uh, Sarek better than others. You know, because they their brains melded together. You know, so everything works out. Fucking homeboy dies in the end, anyways. Not in this episode, but in reunification. And that's Sarek. Yeah, Sarek really does mind meld with a lot of people. I've noticed. Um, like if you go from canon, which means the story continuity, nudity. Uh, he he mind melds with this Michael Brunham lady. He mind meld with um, Kirk, I think. I think he does mind meld with Kirk. I'm not too sure. I'm pretty sure he does. He does mind meld with Kirk. He does in Star Trek Three. He does. And then he minds melds with uh, Picard. Let's see who else did he mind meld with. That's about it. Man, he be mind melding quite a bit, dude. Uh poof. Number seven, remember. It's a Voyager episode. Let's see if I can remember it. Remember doesn't have the main man. Milana Troy experiences early life as psychic name. Ah, oh, fuck. I don't care. Look it up. I don't know. I can't remember it. I don't remember this episode at all. There's no trick. Whatever. All right. So let's see here. What do we got? We got uh, number six, course, Oblivion. Hmm. What's this one? Uh, of all the episodes, this is the most rewatchable episode. Neelix dies. Oh, yeah. I remember this episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, is it is it really he dies? Unfortunately, nobody... Uh, Neelix died writhing in pain. Okay, you know what? No, I don't remember this episode. So, the characters are dying off. Coming Only that the probe doesn't watch. And the ship entirely explodes. Some kind of... It's not, oh, how's this dark? I thought it was the episode. There's an episode where Neelix dies and he comes back and he has to cope with the fact that when he died, he saw nothing. This is not that episode. That would have been a dark episode. Um, I guess like there's the Voyager. Okay. Voyager is about a spaceship, a Star Trek episode, Star Trek Enterprise ship. No, wait, what am I trying to say? Federation ship that gets stuck 75,000 light years from where it needs to be. So they're trying to get back. And all, along the way, on in this episode, everyone starts to slowly die. And everyone's like, what the fuck? As it turns out, they're not really Voyager. They're duplicates of Voyager, and they slowly die. And they, they're like thinking, you know, oh, shit, if we don't... If we die, nobody's gonna care. No one's gonna remember us, you know. So they're they're about they're all trying to fight to shoot this probe out to say, hey, we were people, we existed, and it didn't work either. <laughs> you know, 
Deep Space Nine delved in some dark themes about war, but Voyager really dove deep in some good Star Trek-like themes. You know, it it really it was science fiction at its best. Hmm. Number five, the siege of AR five five eight Deep Space Nine. What is this one? Star Trek doesn't care much about go shirts, Geminar. I I haven't seen this episode. I mean, I've seen it, but I can't remember it. But it uh. The enlightened humans war is shown vulgar i guess it's like an outpost and there's a bunch of fucking war going on and everyone is dying yeah fuck i don't know it just shows how bad war is uh number four yeah this is dark <laughs> chain of command next generation all right this is picard uh he gets he gets captured by the Cardassians, because he, he uh, they lured him there. They lured him to a planet and captured him, so they could torture him and get the information uh, about some star bases or whatever. And so the main bad guy, his 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 choice of torture is like a device that causes pain anywhere in his body. And what he tries to do is break him first before even asking him questions. It's he shows these lights. And there's like five. There's there's four lights, but he wants he wants Picard to say that he sees uh, five lights. So Picard keeps saying that there's four lights. Guy's like, no, there's five. So he's trying to break his reality. So that's the whole episode. So there's a lot of banter between the two of them. And at the very end of it, and like they tortured the fuck out of some Picard. It gets to a point where, um, like, I guess Picard's about to get released. But the Cardassian wants to break him right before he goes, just so he knows that he broke him. And he's all like, he's all like, how many? He goes, look, they're coming to kill you. All right. Now you can, you have a choice. You can either live, you know, in a house, life is good, or they're going to kill you. They're just going to torture you until you die. That's what's going to happen. So you got a choice. And he puts up the thing, he puts the lights in. And then, you know, he's supposed to say, how many goes, how many lights do you see, motherfucker? And then Picard has to say five, but he refuses to see five. Well, kind of. He's looking at him. He's like, oh, shit, you know. And then when they, they release him, they're like, hey, man, this was wrong. We're going to send him back. <coughs> Picard gets all hardcore about it. He goes, there are four lights, he says. You know, he screams at the guy. As it turns out. Picard actually saw five lights, you know, because he was so fucking tortured and shit. You know, he, he reveals that. That's a pretty dark episode. Craven Pudding now. Ah, number three, the drumhead. TNG. The drumhead is more televised play. Starfleet. No. Oh, okay. So I guess there was a. Um, I, I remember this episode. There's some explosion. A bunch of people die, and they're trying to find uh who sabotaged it now it was a simple accident but this one lady is hardcore about like proving that there was someone that's a mole or some kind of a saboteur and uh, there's no one but she grills people in a way in which like whatever they ask it doesn't make sense you know like but she, if you grill a person long enough even the truth becomes lies and that's what she does. And I guess that's a dark episode. One of the heady episodes. Number two. In the Pale Moonlight, Deep Space Nine. That's legit. This is a legit dark episode. Uh, so 
in in this episode it gets in this it's in a time when Star Trek or Star Trek the Federation are fighting these people called the Jemadar. They're like real real bad guys, and they're fucking them up. They're fucking the Federation up. They're dying left and right. Thousands are dying, and uh, what they need is uh, one more. They need one more, um, I guess, race of people. And that's uh, the Romulans. The Romulans are bad guys at this point in time, but they need the Romulans to jump into the war too. So what they do is they devise a plan to uh, lie to the to one of the Senate senators, right? They're gonna lie to him and say, "Hey, we found this intel. It says you're next." And um, in the end. They, uh, it doesn't work, but they end up killing him, and um, it, it looks like the Dominion did it. So the Romulans go to war, and this is a good thing. And then Cisco feels pretty shitty about it because he was part of this whole this whole scheme, and uh, he faked evidence, and he he was part of the death of some innocent dude, and but he's all he's okay with it because. The Romulans are part of the war now. Now, no, no one is going to die. Not, not as many. I mean, it, it helps. It helps, you know. At the very end of the episode, one cool thing is, he, he's, he's, he's uh, admitting his guilt. You know, he's gonna, he's gonna confess. And then he goes, you know what? Fuck it. I'm good with what I did. And he goes, I, I can live with it. And he looks at the camera and goes, I can live with it. So it kind of like he's lying to himself to make himself feel all right. So that shit happened. And number one dark episode of the darkest Star Trek ranked is Duet, Deep Space Nine. Uh, When Star Trek is at its best. So this episode is, he's a Cardassian, that's the reason, ah, I remember now. This guy, okay, so you got your, you got your Nazis, right? The Cardassians. And you got King Nazi, like he's the worst of the worst fucking killed everybody and all that he comes out and turns out he wants to turn himself in and uh, go on trial and get punished for war crimes you know and uh, Kira's like fuck this guy and she's all pissed at him and then she's looking into uh, his story and it seems to be this guy is um, saying some shit that don't make sense to her and she doesn't want to look it up she just wants to fucking hate this guy and uh, she looks into it and she, when she's looking into it, she's trying to find more shit on him. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to get him for this murder, too. But it turns out this is not the Hitler dude. He was the clerk. And uh, he's just trying to die because of many things, really. He's guilty. He feels guilty he, uh, for, for what went down because he was at one of them concentration camps. And he was like hearing them die and scream and he he was crying and shit when he was explaining all this to her and he goes he could still hear the scream so if he dies you know for the war crimes of this dude uh, it'll make cardassia look bad and shit you know it'll make him feel better and in the end she's like you know fucking you can't do this blah 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 because you're a good guy you know, and then she started out hating Cardassians, but she's like, you know what? They're not all bad. This dude would do the ultimate sacrifice for fucking shit. He felt guilty, you know. They weren't all bad, and you know, it makes sense, you know, from 
the point of view of a Bajoran or Jew, you know, that, that's fighting the resistance, you know, you, you thought all these people were bad, but it turns out this guy's good. It's crazy. In the end, some random dude kills this dude, and she's like, why'd you do that? Oh. And then the guy goes, he was Gardassian. That was reason, reason enough. And then um, Kira's like, no, it wasn't. That's a pretty good episode because when you first watch it, you're all about Kira and what the fuck she's got going on. I agreed with everything she was saying. And then when you find out that homeboy really is a pretty good dude, just sucks. And that was the 15 darkest episodes of Star Trek according to Screen Rant. Whatever. Uh, hmm. Government shutdown. No pay. <laughs> All right, so, wait, what's this? Do I have another page? So I was watching Jack Reacher, and um, did Anti-Venom return to the Venom moon? Stupid. I was watching Jack Reacher, and I wrote some notes down. Now, this is Jack Reacher, uh, Never Back Down, or whatever. And um, that movie's goofy. I like it, though, because Tom Cruise, he's a good guy. I mean, in the movies. And, um... A lot of goofy parts about that movie. And I don't know if they could keep making these kinds of movies. Because of two reasons. One, I'll give you three. One, it's about a white guy. Two, he's a white guy. I meant to say he's white and he's a guy. That would have been one and two. But he's a white guy. And that's everything that's wrong in America's narrative. You know, the death of the white man. They, they fucking, people hate people like that nowadays. You know, they can't say anything right. Also, um, you know, he's a dude, you know, nobody likes dudes anymore. He's all like good at everything and shit. You can't have that. That's too unrealistic. You can have a Tomb Raider and the chick's good at everything, but you can't have a dude who's good at everything. But it is kind of corny, though. He is a bit outrageous. Um, one thing I noted in watching this Jack Reacher is this weird loyalty thing that everyone's got in the military. It's like, I don't know, maybe the writer uh, yeah, thinks that the military are hardcore loyal or maybe he came from a different time. But from one vet to another, I have to say, I don't think there's that much loyalty there. There's like, um, there was like outrageous, like they called, okay, so for instance, Jack Reacher was a major, but he's retired. He goes into... Uh, this one place, and they're calling him Major, and he goes, ah, I'm retired, bro, you're still a Major. Get the fuck out of here, dude. No one's that hardcore. Like, I don't know any Marine or anything like that that's like, you still could call me Major or Corporal. No one's that hardcore, dude. I'm I just saying. I, I thought that was ridiculous. That was science fiction, if anything. Uh, oh, yeah, there was also... um. Everybody was confident in that show, in that show, and that's weird. Not everyone's confident, you know. When you watch these, what makes what makes good uh, movies good or shows is the realistic characters. You can have a confident character, yes, but every character to be confident—that's bullshit. Not everyone's confident. Yeah, maybe one or two confident people, but most people aren't confident. They're just not, you know. And it it, just, it was just weird, like. Um, Like for instance, um, was, he what he, he said something like, uh, "For all I know, you could be part of the conspiracy or whatever." To some random lady who's his lawyer, and she goes, 
and he goes, fuck you, or something, she said something to that extent, and I was like, what the fuck, like, I, you know what, I don't think she would have said that, I don't think any lawyer would have said that, you know, you just so happen to get the one badass, whatever, and then, um, like, the confidence that exudes from Jack Reacher, you know, like, he's super smart, he knows everything, I mean, although he's not working at a Starbucks, you know, America as itself does not like confidence. People who act confident like that knows everything. Even if they do, they're, they're douchebags. They just are. Like, no one likes those kinds of people. Imagine him working at Starbucks. You want a Frappuccino? All right? Yeah, I want a Frappuccino. No, but you want a Frappuccino. Okay, guy. What? <laughs> I, I I guess I do want a fran- Frappuccino. You know, two shots of mocha. Wait, what? No, you're going to get two shots of mocha. <laughs> oh, I, I guess I am. No, no one wants that because he's just, he bought this one girl clothes and got her sizes all perfect and shit. Man, let's be realistic. How many fucking women can you just buy their clothes and their sizes and they're all okay with that shit? It's fucking lies. Um... Let's see what other note I got about that Jack Reacher. All right, so yeah, I wrote more. He's way too badass. But why is he a good fighter? So he's what Air Force, I think, and he's a, I think he's Air Force, but he's like a lawyer. Why can he fight so well? That what sense does that make? Maybe I should read the Lee Child books. But it doesn't make sense for a lawyer to be such a badass fighter. Maybe if he was a badass fighter. Or maybe he was a badass lawyer. But why the fuck? Who fucking thought of a like a badass lawyer fighter? I mean, that's just crazy. You know? Maybe if he was special ops and then, you know, he's just, you know, I don't know, man. It's, it's just weird. Uh, there's one part. Okay. And I don't know. I don't understand the, the design of the movie itself either. So... They purposely trick the audience in a in a really silly way. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, it, it tricks you, yes, but because it doesn't make sense and it doesn't make it right. Like for instance, um, they're escape. Okay, it's it's him and this one lady. They're escaping this one area, and they see they see a food truck, and the cops are coming after them, and they both to themselves say food truck. And then, oh, okay. So then you see the food truck, and then the bad guys get the food truck, and lo and behold, the two aren't in there. They're in a cop car. And I'm like, what? Why Why are they in a cop car? You tricked me good. Because for reasons I can't understand, you both looked at each other, said food truck, and then went into a police car. <laughs> what fucking sense does that make? <sighs> I mean, yeah, of course you tricked us. Of course. Because you said one thing and then you did another. That That's not really tricking us. That's just... That's just stupid. I really don't have a mind in a way of, like, under, like making an analogy. Like, I can't just say to the screen, um, cardio, and then instead I do bench. What sense does that make? Unless I'm doing bench real fast. I guess that was a bad analogy. Ugh. Not not feeling this one today. How about that? Uh, police, why? Okay. Let's see. What 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 is this one? A lot of normal clothes running. 
Yeah, you know, another part was they were running a lot in normal clothes out in public. And I thought to myself, I wonder if that's a director choice or I don't know what the sense of that is. Because, okay, <clears throat> they're evading the police and they're running in public. I mean, have you ever been in public and saw people running in normal clothes? You kind of freak out. You're like, what the fuck is this about? I don't know. It's just next time you're out in the open, look for somebody running. It'd be weird. In fact... You be the person in normal clothes and start running and see what happens. <laughs> People are like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I, I kind of trot one time. I'm fat, though. I shouldn't trot. All right, let's see here. Um, What is this? What is this? Dan Harmon. Sad dude. Oh, yeah. So I listened to this one podcast uh, from the makers of Rick and Morty, or one of the makers, Dan Harmon. I like that. It's Harmontown. It's pretty cool. They play Dungeons and Dragons. But they were talking to each other about... Um, I, I don't know who this guy is, but he's one of the co-hosts in there. And he's talking about how depressed he is, you know. And um, Dan Harmon made a point. He goes, he goes, don't... He goes, don't go out to do something because that's what society tells you. You need to... You need to create a cocoon for yourself so that creativity can grow and this guy's talking some depression talk right and <clears throat> dan Harmon is right in, in in a way the only way that guy could very well be creative if that if that's what dan Harmon's getting at is probably from being depressed i mean like art comes from like shit you know like it's you know like sad like like for instance uh, well, not shit. I'm, not, I'm trying to disrespect people, but like, get that Lincoln Park guy. He's pretty talented, but he came from like, for some shit life, you know. And yeah, most of the best like makers of stuff come from depression and things like that. And it, it's true, yeah. You good good art, but is that is that worth it? I mean, what's the point of making great art that'll be remembered forever if you're not happy? I mean, maybe it'd be better to take a step back, if anything, and make yourself happy. Then, ergo, you would not have that art anymore. So, I mean, you got to find a different job. But um, when he told him not to do that, I was pretty mad at that guy. But I mean, he should go out. He should. If you find yourself depressed, really, you should really break your norm. Go out in the wilderness and just be away from everything for about a week. Then you'll come back and you're like, whoa. But you think to yourself, oh, all my problems are fixed. No, they're not. You, you have to continuously do things like that inspire you, you know, like to do things. Like you constantly need, like brushing your teeth or whatever, you need to go out and do things that are like not your norm, you know, so that you can just come back to something, you know. You can't just like work out one day and call it a day. You know, you, you got to work out constantly. And I don't know. There's something wrong with America and our world where that's not an issue for mental health, for your heart to be happy. You got to go do stuff, man. You have to have experience. You got to live life, you know, not being at home. I tried to t tell this one guy this, uh, one of my friends, this back in the day. Uh, he was real sad. And I was like, you need to get out and do stuff. And he goes, I do do stuff. And I'm like, no, you don't. You just go to work and you play video games. That's not doing stuff. You go to an island or something like that. Go outside of the country. He goes, I went to Mexico. And I'm like, you know what? I'm trying to put some heavy shit into his head, but I don't think he understands that shit. In fact, he, he found it comical. He was like, oh, you guys, you stupid. You didn't even know what you're talking about. And I'm like, you know what? 
if I'm pretty confident if you took yourself outside your comfort zone for a while and came back to your normal life, it would put things in perspective. And that's a real thing. Oh, well. Ha! I found a new, new article here. Ah, it's good stuff. 20 canceled Star Trek episodes we'll never, we, we never got to see. Mmm, yum. Let's do this. Let's do this, people. The return of Spock. Enterprise. So I guess Spock would come back in Enterprise. Yeah, I guess that would be good. Undeveloped Q episodes. Uh, and Q makes two. Q tries to prove Picard. The humans need both their good and evil components by splitting the Enterprise crew into doubles. That would have been cool. You had a dark crew and a and a good crew. Let's see with how that that would have been fun. I don't know why they didn't do that. Uh, IQ test. Q makes a wager with another Q that deadly Olympics like contest between the crew Enterprise and uh, some alien. And, uh, that's stupid. Uh, a bet between two Qs. Hmm. That's just dumb. I don't think they should have made that one. It's a good thing they did it. Uh, Q loses his mind, causing reality to turn ludicrous. The crew must figure out the reality has changed and turn to Q, who is shown seemingly insane homeless man. That would have been bad, too. I do like the good and evil one. They should have an episode where Q... Uh, Make someone super smart. No, they already did that. Never mind. Janeway on trial. That would have worked. Uh, yeah, I like that. Pitch the story. Uh, uh, more explained. We talked about the story before sessions. I thought one of the shows, trial like Janeway. That would have made her cool. I think they should have did that. They are really. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Tomorrow was yesterday. What's this one about? The original uh, series planned two part. Tomorrow yeah, would have thrown the Enterprise in the middle of a strange coincidental space travel. Uh, the episode would have revolved around the episode crew, Enterprise crew, discovering a relic ship, a forgotten generation ship launched from Earth ago. The crew soon discovers the ship. Inhabitants have forgotten that they're on a ship. They already did an episode like that. Uh, there's like this. Um, there's this like meteor and there's like a, a bunch of people that live on the meteor and they thought that the world, that was the world. And it turns out that it's fake world or some shit like that. Crash of the Enterprise, Next Generation. Yeah, that went down. They were, uh, they did that in Next Generation, the movie, but they wanted to crash the ship. That would have been cool in a normal episode. The Great Escape, Deep Space Nine. Oh, shit. Writers had been toying with a version of The Great Escape, focusing on elaborate prison break. The original plan was to focus on Eddington, the Marquis agent, disgrace. Oh, that would have been cool. So there's this guy. His name is Eddington, uh, Michael Eddington, and he works with the Marquis. So, all right, let me explain what went down. So in Star Trek Deep Space Nine, the Bajorans or people, they had these planets, right? They lived on these planets for many, many years. And I guess there was some kind of a treaty between the Federation and the Cardassians to, to avoid war where they would take those planets. You know, the Federation got a bunch of planets and uh, the, the Cardassians were like, shit, they get, they, get those, they get those planets back. And so they wanted to uh, 
kick out all the people that lived there. Now, those people lived there for many, many generations. They don't want to leave their homes, so they're fighting over their homes. And um, they would be offered to relocate and everything, so that's not really a problem. They just didn't want to leave their homes. And it's more like a like an Indian thing, but we didn't really relocate them in good spots, did we? I don't know. But you're talking about a universe here. There's many planets. I don't even know why they're fighting over planets to begin with. Whatever. And this one guy, uh, Eddington, he was a uh, Starfleet officer and he was a good guy. But then he chooses the path of the dark side. He joins this resistance group, the Maquis. And all they're fighting for their planets to keep those planets. And uh, I guess he gets uh, jailed up by Cisco. And uh, I guess they, there was an episode where he was going to try to escape. That would have been a cool episode. Kind of like The Great Escape. That would have been dope. They should have did that. The Squaw. Next Generation. Or Star Trek. We focus on Lost Colony of Humans who set up a society based on tropes of third-rate pulp. Ah, fuck, I don't even care. It's a Western episode. Mirror Universe. Voyager. They should have did that. Why didn't they? How would they do that? Oh, fun concept. Uh, how would they do that? Because the Voyager takes place like 75,000 light years away from the, the whatever the fuck. Holographic crew. Wait, 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 wait. We'd follow a crew, s- s- several alternate Voyagers. There's a clean on crew. Clean on makeup. Holographic The doctor to the infinite power. Holographic crew. And several others. He continued ultimately the real Captain Janeway and her posse would discover that the, another alternate Voyager to Chicote personal vendetta against Janeway with uh, that doesn't make any sense at all. I don't I don't understand it. Porthos Enterprise. Oh no, that would have been dope. Some characters never got the, an episode about the dog. So in Enterprise, uh, they got this dog, Porthos. And he, there's not much to him. He's the captain's dog. But with some, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me read this. Some of these plot lines included Porthos gaining intelligence. Porthos being able to compete. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the dog would gain intelligence. Uh, the dog's handler also claims that there was an idea to have Porthos in a transporter accident where he had to change change his sex to explain why he he played a fe- by a female dog it would never be certain in their idea what the fuck that doesn't even make sense i like the intelligent dog one though that's pretty funny uh return to check off next generation i don't care number 10 deep mud t is normal star trek uh, deep mud involves mud escape from the world he was tricked particular sex robots and another bad episode. Number nine, cold and distant stars uh, would have shown Captain Sisko waking up in 1995. What the fuck is that, man? They keep they in Deep Space Nine. They keep making Sisko go into Earth. That was a thing for some reason. He keeps going to Earth. He goes Earth back in the day. He goes. He goes. Man, they, a lot of time travel with fucking Sisko. Uh, I wanted to so say I'm the captain of a star base and whatever. Korath's Revenge Enterprise number eight. Korath. Admiral Janeway left a lot of loose ends in her wake. 
Okay, what is this? Enterprise? Uh, travel back in time to get a Voyager home early. Loose ends. Admiral Janeway obtained a time machine from the Klingon Korath. When Korath tried to change the terms of the agreement on Janeway, she stole the time machine he developed. Start to play Korth. Many other characters. I'm trying. I'm so let's see. Korath taking time machine. And that Janeway stole from him and going back to stop Admiral Force from sending people into space. <laughs> Fucking dumb. That would good. Good you didn't make that. Why would that be number eight? <laughs> Blood and Fire, Next Generation, number seven. Uh, bah, 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 bah. AIDS epidemic, huh? Uh, I knew the people were so terrified of AIDS. Oh, this is nineties, man. That's when AIDS was hardcore. I thought if we do this episode right, we could put ah uh, whatever. Okay, number six, Home Voyager. The Rise of Voyager developed in the speed of Voyager journey. Home uh, attempts a shortened trip. Want to prove her worth as an engineer? Blana theorizes a multi-phasic tachyon generator generate an artificial wormhole to get home and jump. But when she, uh, but when she convinces Janeway to try the new device, it works a little too well, sending them billions of light years to another galaxy. On the other side of the universe, wow, uh, no Federation ship has ever ventured. Oh, that would have been a dope episode. This one literally take millions of years to top warp. The galaxy they've traveled are so far older than ours and therefore devoid of life as we know it. Uh, later in the episode, they realize they are in their own galaxy billion years in the future. Hmm. That would have been a tight episode. Number five, Sister in Space, TOS. Hmm. Uh, but they plan Sister in Space would have been very different. The outline reportedly almost gave one producer a heart attack. Hmm. Cool. Uh, that not cool, but <laughs> Enterprise discovers a long lost USS Yorktown dead in space. Creature possesses be around chameleon. Ah, that's weak. I don't know what the fuck. Jordy's reveal. TNG, he's not really blind. What? <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> Jordy, the next generation. It's about Jordy as a blind engineer. Uh, Jordy the Forge was too often re regulating the background plot, but one of the story concepts, crux of a major twist. Planet so Jordy would discover he was the product of an alien experiment that involved his mother? Why? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? We want. <laughs> We wanted to make Jordy an alien. He was going to discover that his father was not who he thought he was, and his mother had an almost rosemary baby kind of thing. Uh, as a result, it's actually half alien now. As a percentage, we're coming back to him. Just got a lot of. No, that's stupid. That would be stupid. Musical episodes? Huh. Huh. I know D Space Nine did one. Or two. Uh, now seem to be everywhere. Star Trek was almost uh, early. Da, ba, da. No one writers got any more. Continue to push musical episodes. I wanted to do version talk Buffy or Chicago Hope. Uh, he explained ah, music episode. Some tech virus that infects the crew and they can only communicate in song. That would have been dope. Actually, I would have took that. <laughs> my name is Picard. You need to do what I tell you. Portrait in black and white. Uh, the original series never shied away from cultural subjects like race, but one episode proved too difficult to handle. 
what is this called? Black and white. The episode uh, upon a parallel development of Earth, America's plantation days, but with the racial roles of black and white revert. That's stupid. <laughs> well, what's this? Homecoming Invasion, Voyager. As early as the third season, writers were planning a dark twist on Voyager's homecoming. Uh, everybody thinks Voyager's in home and there are celebrations. Love one. Uh, uh, Wait, ones, etc., etc. Oh, and it turns out to be an invasion of a dark plot, some kind. Or my, my Brennan was one of them. Where's your home? Fireworks. Janeway has a wonderful, tearful reunion with Mark. She kisses Mark and snaps his neck. Ooh. Then he has an image of a thousand Voyager converging on Earth. Somehow, those duplicate Voyagers were being created that didn't even know who they were. Ultimately, writer said the story would rob too much of what? Oh, okay. I don't know what that meant. All right. Well, that is the top twenty counseled episodes of Deep of Star Trek. So, wow, I can't believe I read that out loud. Bunch of nerd talk. I'm such a nerd or wannabe nerd. Who knows? I don't even know half those episodes. Oh wait. They were never made. Never mind. But I didn't know that other stuff either. All right. Well, that's it for podcast uh, this week. This is uh, your host, Kevin, stretching. And he's about to sign off. But I want to leave everyone with the same thing I always say in every podcast. You know, do better today than you did yesterday. Be the better person. And uh, don't be like uh, the government. Shut down and, like, fuck everyone up on stuff. That would kind of suck. All right, everyone. Take care. The devil and the devil is free.